I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the DraftKings podcast. I'm joined by Matt Vincenzi. Matt, obviously, tough week last week. Um, obviously, you've been in our thoughts for last week or so. Um, obviously, good to have you back. It's nice to, I think, just have a bit of relief in this time and talk about golf. So let's uh, let's break down the Zozo, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. And first, I just want to say thanks to everyone for all the kind words and messages you sent. There were really so many of them, and it was kind of overwhelming, all the support that I had and without you guys the week would have been much harder so i appreciate all that and i'm ready for the distraction of talking golf yeah i think i think look i think one of those things before we go into it like i think one of those things you do get like i think a lot of people sometimes don't want to post on twitter those sort of things because you never know kind of like you you feel like you get a reaction from people you don't really know and all that sort of stuff and how it feels but a lot of the time you do see the good in people and and kind of you know the genuine responses so i would just echo what you said there but Let's talk about some golf. Let's let's have some positivity and some relief. Uh, the PJ Tour has been tough for me, Matt, recently. So I don't know how much relief this is going to be. Um, hopefully you'll yeah. help us out. Um, but Zozo Championship, 78-man field. Accordia Golf Club, Narashimo Golf Club. Let's talk about that. Um, what do you make of it? We've had it three we've had it three times now. We missed it in 2020 because of COVID. So we had 19, 21, and 22 um tiger woods hideki matsuyama keegan bradley i guess that kind of shows you the type of player we're looking for in in ball striking yeah i think definitely ball strikers and the more i kind of looked at it um the last few years i was looking more at like players who hit fairways and can plot around the course which i do think is important but looking at data golf and then looking at some leaderboard correlation it does seem like longer hitters have had a good time here uh and it's driving distance has correlated um with the winners you know so and then look at and then the leaderboards make sense like even the players who did um win like keegan you know he gets it out there a little bit you had some a lot of bombers in the top but you also have the guys like andrew putnam there too so um japanese golf courses are known for the kind of tighter fairways and a lot of tr- tr- heavy tree lines so i think just a good overall driver of the golf dr- uh, golf ball but i think um approach game is obviously you know looking at the winner is going to be very important as well yeah, it's a weird one because you've not had strokes game data here at all. Um, and then you've only, you didn't, in 2019 and 2021, you didn't get driving distance stats. And then in 2022, you got the distance and some other bits. Like, you've got some weird stats basically over the last three years here. But to your point, I think this is one of those golf courses that 20 years ago, it would have just played into the plodder's hands and it would have been, you know, everyone that can just kind of hit their irons and wedges well and just hit it 250, 260 down to the fairway was going to do well, like a Zach Johnson type, right? Like now it's evolved, but it's evolved with the modern game in the sense that I look at certain players and we always talk about these kind of, I guess it's like the heritage in places like that where like Gary Woodland and Dustin Johnson can club down and all of a sudden they're still more effective. But I don't think it's the clubbing down aspect this time, Matt. I think it's actually, you've got the par fours are in a bit of a strange range where you've got like, half of them that are above 480 yards and then the other half that are above are below 430 so you've got real gettable par fours and you've got these par fours that if you don't hit it 320 off the tee you're actually struggling especially if you're hitting a rough so i think you actually do need that distance and i've said sort of like putting them there but even when you look at some people that finished second i think brendan Steele was second rory was second to um tiger and 
like look again that you're always going to get the sung gms and people like that to compete but i definitely lean towards that kind of distance and i think overall like some of these longer guys now are actually pretty straight relative to their length like the, when you look at the dispersion like rate like it's it's pretty good so um definitely in, in what i'm trying to say there is in a, in a short way is that we shouldn't rule out these players because they look like the course is going to be too tight for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's why. So last year, I, last two years had my model as good drives gain. I changed it to strokes gained off the tee because I think long and straight combination is really what you want. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we've got Xander Schauffele at 11-1, Colin Morikawa 10-8. They're kind of in, I would say, a little position of their own. And then you've got Sung JM 10-2, Ricky Fowler 10. I think I saw in your preview earlier, Matt, Sung JM on the betting. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing for me with Sung Jay is, well, first of all, like, I think he maybe has a slightly less chance to win as opposed to Shoffley and um, Morikawa. But when he was 18 20 at opening, and then you had those guys at 7 and 11, I just thought the disparity was too big. And those other two guys, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they might be a little bit of a class above, but they're not, it's not like they're playing great right now. No. No, absolutely. And I think it's weird this. Like when you go on DraftKings, I remember you just getting like one out of one cuts and it just shows the Olympics as that tournament that they've played. Really strange. Um but Sung JM, I think for me, the thing about Sung JM is one, he's finished I think third on his golf course in the past anyway, in that year that Tiger won. Um yes, he came back and finished twenty ninth last year, but he had a fight around sixty six, which is fine. I think that's just gonna be a massive weight lifted off of him after getting out of that military service. I know he only finished second last week in Korea, whereas he normally wins. I think he's played there three times and finished first, first and second, um, but he lost in the playoff. So he could have you know, conceivably just done exactly what he does when he goes to Korea, which is win. He's had a break otherwise. Um, but that Asian Games win with Siwoo with Kim uh, means that he's not going to do military service now. And I just think that that you always wonder why people are tailing off or why they're suddenly finding a bit of form. And I think Sungjae was just winding that form up with Wyndham, the St. Jude, the you know the BMW. Everyone's going to look at it and go, yeah, he's trying to get to the Tour Championship. He might have just been really prepping for that, what could be considered a major for him in that Asian Games. Right. Yeah. Um, and I also like the fact that, he, yeah, he's been over here acclimated. He's played in Asia the last few weeks, last three weeks, and that he kind of um, has that experience playing on the Japan Golf Tour. Like, a lot of these guys haven't played in a while, whereas opposed to the other last few years, I feel like some of the top players have been playing more in the lead up. And especially last year, I mean, I mean, this year there was the Ryder Cup. So I think no one's played since then. And they didn't even look particularly good in the Ryder Cup, the, you know, Xander and Morikawa. So I think he's going to be a lot more sharp than they are. Same with Fowler, I think. Like, I think just exactly the same uh, attribution to Fowler. Um and- Last thing with Sungjae, those Zoysia fairways that they have here, he's been really good on in the past. Uh, Eastlake, and this, it seems like the players who are good on those Zoysia always are, like Brooks. That's the reason why um, you know a lot of people like him at Jetta because it has those same fairways. He was great at St. Jude, which is the exact same ones. And Sungjae also has that history at St. Jude. He is a 12th and a 6th the last two years. Eastlake, he's been really good at, has those similar fairways. And then the third year in the past. So Is it also like Riviera or something that has those in the, in the rough? I think it's just rough Zoysia, maybe. Yeah, like, maybe just the rough, yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure, like, Charles Schwartz will talk about it before. Um, so, similar type of thing. But, yeah, like, I, I think that's pretty well surmised. Like, I'm not – I did look at Xander as this kind of clear favourite at one point, but it doesn't really matter. Like, he just is what he is. Like, 
I'll just see what happens. I'm not going to play 11-1 for him. Hideki, you've been a, a big advocate for Hideki most of the year. Uh, still feel that way? Or? Um, I, I do think he could do good, and I like the fact that he won here, and I think he's going to be pretty pretty comfortable here. Um, but I just don't know where his game's at. He hasn't really been playing like these other guys have, and I think I don't know how you can play him over Sungjae when Sungjae finished the year much stronger and has been playing recently. Who do we expect to be the most popular in this 9K range? Because you've got Keegan coming back as defending champion, Mimu Lee, who's been talked about a decent amount because he won last week. Um, I don't know how much that's going to mean, but that that's basically what people are talking about. Um, do you think it's going to be those two that are going to be the most popular? I think Cam Davis, even though he's expensive, is going to generate some love because the way he's playing lately. See, I, I was hoping he wouldn't be that popular because he was quite expensive. Because when I first looked at him, I saw him on the odds board, and I was like, I just don't get how this guy is just pumping out 21 every week. And then when you actually look at what he's doing, like, fair enough. Like, There's not really much you can kind of argue with. So um, third and seventh in his two starts since the full series started. I think I think he could be sneakily, you know, quite good here when we talk about the profile of hitting a bit longer. He's, he's played it last year. He's had like, three sub-70 rounds to finish in his debut. Like, I think he could be good, but I also like Figala. Like if every, if everyone's if he is what everyone says he is, and he's going to go on and kind of win multiple times, I don't see why he wouldn't win multiple times quickly. Um, and he was fifth here last year on his debut, so I quite like going back to Figala straight away. So I feel like people might be a little bit hesitant to jump on him straight after a win. Yeah, my concern with him, and I mean uh, maybe that f- fifth place finish last year negates this, but would be just his ability, his tendency to be a little wild off the tee, where he can get away with that at the Fortnite, which he did. Um, and maybe last year he got away with it here, I don't know. But he, um, I, I think there's a place where he can really get in some trouble quickly because of how tree-lined it is. Yeah. Uh, and then just, what, is two two weeks in a row? Uh, two, did he start? He didn't have another start after his win. No, he? no, it'd be two events in a row if he did win. Um, yeah, so yeah, so I, I'm a little wary about that. I kind of prefer Min Woo a little bit because I feel like there's a great golf course for him too. He, but he would definitely have the same concerns as me of driving it a bit, a bit yeah. wild. Like, I think they're both similar types of players. And I think that, look, they're both just high-talented, high-caliber players that could just break through at any point again. So um, tough to kind of rule out, but hard to really pin on when they're, they're as wild as they are. Eric Cole struggles with the tee generally. Um, that's what he's been like. Has, has, he, has that got better this season or this full series, man? I think it has, but he just, um, I think he's kind of frustrating, but I do think people are going to go back to him just because he's down on the eights and um, I think people really, really like him and I'm not the type type of person who's like gone to him a lot in the past, but I feel like people have, and you look at the finishes, you look at the approach numbers and they all look good. So um, he's not for me, but I can see why others like him in the driving. I don't know. Is, is Eric Cole going to go and win in Japan? Yeah, I mean, the trouble is I feel that about a couple of players I've picked. Um, like, they just they just strike me as very American people, and we'll come on to those a little bit. But, like, Bo Hosler would be one of those. Like, I think he's playing well enough. He's going to be popular. Bit erratic off the tee, very American. And he's just a massive loser. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is slightly, slightly probably, uh, problematic. Um, anyone else that you like in the eights? Like, I, I like Shenk and Rye, but I don't think that's going to be like off the beaten path i think most people are gonna like shank and roy um yeah well we skipped over scott for me who i do like a lot 
I think yeah. it's probably probably going to be the least popular um, of the nine Ks, which I do like. And I get, you know, he hasn't been the best lately, but I just think overall in his career, he's been really good in these type of events. He's won in Qatar. He's won in China. He's won in. Pretty sure he's I'm pretty sure he's won in Japan. Like I'm going to sort of check that now whilst I'm saying it, but like whilst I've interrupted you, but I do think he has won in Japan. He's definitely spoken very like, glowingly about playing in japan at the very least um, yeah yeah maybe not maybe it's hasn't. hard to find but he has won in asia multiple times and he's like the opposite of the guys we're seeing like i said earlier hoagie yeah i like him this week but and he played well here but is he going to go and win in japan like scott is a guy who i do think can win in japan i do think a smaller field where it is very top heavy and the middle of the field isn't that great i do think it's a place where he can kind of um win again no cut event a lot of a lot of things i like for him i like that he played last week in japan even though he did miss the cut he missed it on the number and it was a really difficult golf course um and he's been he's been preparing over here for a little bit so uh, i i just think a lot of those factors um lead me to him combined with the fact that he'll be lower owned he was seventh at wentworth in one of his most recent starts yeah look at I can't work out. I can't figure out what this is with this link between Adam Scott and Japan that I have in my head. I don't know if he like maybe has a house out there or something. Like well, he has the Mayura Iron, Irons, right? Yeah. Which is a Japanese company. I'm sure he has something to do with them. Like I'm sure. I'm sure he's been there like some of his life or something. Like he's definitely. I've listened to interviews with him in the past, like maybe with like Rick Shields or something, where he's said something about Japan. But maybe it's just. And why the hell did he play last week? I mean, that's a, a point right there. Yeah, just just smart, I guess. Like it's good to get on the time zone, right? I mean, there's a lot of people playing in the Shriners. He's not going to play the Shriners, so pop on over to there, I guess. Um, and it's in a weird way, like it's weird that he would go and play there last week. Why the hell is Wyndham Clark playing in Spain this week? Like it's weird. Yeah, but at least it's the DP World Tour. This isn't even the Asian Tour. It's the Japan Golf Tour, and there's not a single other notable player in the entire field. <laughs> Cooch is playing over in Spain as well. Is he? Yeah. Well, how how do you do it? Um, how do you do it, Dunhill? Cooch. Yeah. Mm, the fact that I didn't know he played there means probably not very well. Probably not well. No. <laughs> better than Taylor Gooch though, one forty fourth. Yeah. Who so then when won the live uh, individual title? No. Crazy. Um, there we go. Um, any more in the eights that you want to talk about? Um, in the eights, let's see. I don't. I like Norman. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think just he makes a lot of sense. He's just playing well, right? Like, I think he's just a – I don't think we've quite got his ceiling yet, and I think we're still learning a bit about him. And I, He's a really highly thought-of player, high-level player, and I think that because Aberg has just come along and kind of torn everything up that we knew about kind of young Swedish talents, he's kind of been bypassed a little bit, even though he's got those couple of wins. So um, still interested in him a lot. And then Noren, whose stats were fantastic last week. He like yeah. he was second in the field, tee to green. He's the only one that I just can't like. Every time I think he's going to come back, he just disappears very quickly. Like it is concerning how quick he just turns it off. I guess. Um, yeah. Sevens. I know you said you like Tom Hoagie. Would you play him? Yeah, I think he's going to play well. Just for me, it was just winning if he's going to get there. Yeah. What about Matt Wallace? I like Wallace. I almost bet him. Um, yeah. Bet him. Um, I was thinking about it a lot. He, I didn't love that he didn't play that great here last year. No, but he played great on debut, right? So it's just yeah, finished fourth on debut, then struggled last year, which I think is just Matt Wallace all over. Like I don't think he's very consistent, but 
should have won mate or could have won maybe in um in europe at the czech masters uh he was a 54 hole leader there finished second had a just kept making cuts there then finishes um sixth at the dunhill which obviously got produced 54 holes and then he finishes 28th last week with two rounds of 66 like the only thing with Matt Wallace I can never do is I can never look at him statistically and think he's a good play. Like he just, it's just a feel thing with Matt Wallace. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, um, it's almost like Danny Willett. Yeah, like pretty similar profile actually. Like I don't know that I could ever see Matt Wallace winning a major, but it w- he's also done well in majors, right? So like it's. Yeah, I mean, I could. I I, th- I think he's really similar to that. And he's also another guy like global golfer. He wouldn't shock me if he won in Japan. Yeah, because there's all like I think. There's a lot of similarities with just parkland courses in Europe, right? Like I don't think there's any one specific one, but it wouldn't surprise me if done well here. Yeah. Um, beyond that, in the sevens, like Callum Tarrant's stats are good, but don't. And he is someone that he played a lot of golf in China. Like mm-hmm. played a lot of golf China and Asia. Like that would be an interesting angle, I guess. The only thing is his stats are not leading to great results. Would be my slight concern in it, but. 28th, 14th, and 9th, the last three starts to show gain approach, and 12th, 4th, and 34th, and C to green. Like, I just, he looks like he's striking it pretty well. And then when you look at his kind of current form, he's turned it around a bit and gone 13th um, at the, at the uh, 3M Open, missed the cut at the Wyndham, but then went 7th to kick off the year at the Fortin, and then 43rd, 23rd, the last two weeks, where he's kind of had two good rounds, two bad rounds. Um, 62 on Saturday at the Shriners to get kind of in contention and then faded. Feels like a play that with four rounds, I feel like he can make a bunch of birdies and score well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that makes he makes a lot of sense. Again, I didn't know he played a lot in China. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like he that was like the tour he was on for a good period of time, like PGA Tour China. Um, pretty sure that's the case. Again, could just be making these things up. I just made something up about Adam Scott that wasn't true. So. Uh, <laughs> He has got a China Tour win, so there we go. There must be something to it. Um, he turned fresh from 2015 and began to play on the PGA Tour China, and he won the Order of Merit in 2018. Um, so he did play on there for a decent period of time. And that's just, he's just that type of guy. He's been well-traveled. He's played Corn Ferry, he's played PGA Tour China, he's played whatever it is now, um, and then back on the PGA Tour. So, yeah, I quite like Callum Tarrant. Yeah, he makes, yeah, I mean, stats are through the roof, so makes sense. Anyone like stand out for you in the sevens, or is it just going to be like a, a little bit of a scarce kind of approach? I've got two that I definitely bet, two that I looked at to bet, and or no, one that I looked at to bet, and then the other one's in six. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, Camp Champ, I'm sure that's probably one of yours too. Um, it's 7,100. It's just, I think he's the winner. Like, I feel almost strongly about saying that I think he's the winner of the tournament. Uh, I, I really do. He, We always talk about how he shows it's coming. He's definitely showing that it's coming. And the fact that last week he was able to – I know he, did, he didn't have a great Saturday, but the fact that he was able to finish in the where he finished in a course that really shouldn't suit him at all means he's – in all his interviews, he's in a great headspace. Like, I just think he's ready to win something. And then now look at his course form here. He was eighth here last year in – he missed the three cuts previous and the three cuts after. So he was eighth here in shit form. Now look what he's going to do when he comes here in good form. I think he wins the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm, I was really surprised to see him four sub 70 rounds at a golf course that you wouldn't necessarily think would suit him um, last year. And one of them is 64. And when you actually look at it, like his driving accuracy numbers are pretty good. 
like for someone that's been off the planet for a lot of the season, like he's not, it's not generally through to, you know, inaccurate driving. So I, I think Cam Champ's great. I think the way he's playing, you're talking about a player that's got three PJ Tour wins. It's only the guys really at the top of the market that are kind of above that, right? Like it's in the middle of the pack. He's kind of in a place of his own. So um, I just put an air like he's in form, played here last year with good course history, and he's talking well in the media, like you just referenced. Like he was talking about getting out of his own way, sort of thing. Like I like him a lot. The other one, and this is the one that I kind of referenced, like you to Tom Hoagie, is Joel Damon. Um, I bet on him last year, 140 to one. Had the same concerns like, does Joel Damon go to Japan and suddenly learn how to like win golf in a foreign country? But he opened 68, 67, 66 last year. He was eighth after 54 miles. And he's just playing well again, like 13th and 7th. I don't know if it's just something about this time of year, like knowing that he's got, he gets, you know, a bit of a break after it all or whether it's just taken him this long because he had his kid this time last year and he's just kind of enjoying that. I don't know. But like 19th and 3rd, the last two weeks in uh, strokes going tee screen, 58th and 10th in strokes going approach in those two uh, weeks. He's now played the course twice, once really well. So I like Joel Damon, I think, at 7-2. Yeah, I like him too. Um, yeah, I was kind of on the fence about actually win, but I think at this price in terms of playing well, I think he's going to play well. And I mean, I, I don't know how much we're putting into the guys who have been playing for the last three or four weeks. I think that, I mean, that should mean something, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the other one that kind of splits those two is Rio Hitsasune, who had won on the DPR tour in his last start. The Open to France was really impressive on that final day when a lot of people were faltering. He was playing well before that, really consistent um the only thing is he's like just bombed in the betting market and so mm-hmm. he should be relatively popular but for good reason he was 12th last year um in a really strong field and i think he's actually in the top 10 on the dp world tour for his or in the top 10 of people that are not already qualified for his pj tour card so he's already going that way anyway but it'd be great for him to kind of lock it up here at home i guess yeah he makes a lot of sense um similar vein i just chose to go betting wise to nakajima instead but he was the next one. Like he, he just went from like 125 to one to 90 while I was writing my article up, so I left him off. But like, it makes sense. Like he's just he's just playing really strongly. And actually, when you look at his course form, it's pretty impressive considering he's still so young. Like 28th and 12th in, you know, strong fields, probably the stronger fields that he's playing at that time. Um, and then he's just been solid, right? Like he's just been fifth, first, 35th, fourth, third, eighth, miscut, tenth. I know these are on Japanese tour, but you're playing good golf and he's in familiar territory. Yeah. And we're in Japan. So, I mean, if any time the Japan tour is going to be relevant, it's, it's now. And I like the fact that he was tied for 12th last year as well. And then when he first played here as an amateur, I think he finished 23rd or something like that. So, yeah. Um, and he's, and he's, I think he's starting to evolve, you know, th- this last year he spent as a pro, he's been very, very good. So I think he's kind of just rounding. I mean, he's still just 23. So I think he's just starting to break through to be, you know, kind of what, he, what he's going to be. And I think he needs, um, like, I think a, a result here would be really helpful for him just because I don't think he has any path to getting anywhere right now. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think there is definitely something he needs. He, know, he must know his best opportunity to actually secure anything. Are they the two Japanese players that you can hang your hat on and the rest are just, like, one of them might do something to surprise you, but it would be a surprise? Like, we yeah. Have to, I, mean, I was seventh the first time around. He's obviously been good on the DP World Tour. We've got um like someone called Iguri Iwasaki who won last week at the Japan Open but 
shot 76, 76, 968 here last year. Like, there's no reason to think he's going to be great at this golf course. I think there's a 100% chance you'll get a couple of these guys in the top 10 or top 20. But pretending we know who they're going to be is yeah is tough. So, yeah, those but, are the two who I feel good about. Even when you look back at, like, because I thought you might just, like, look back at the course history and just see a couple that just play well here. Like, they, they don't. It's not consistent. Like, Nakajima is the kind of lone spot, and even it's a Sune, right? Like, they they are the two that have kind of got top 12, top 15 finishes. The others, are, they might play well for a round or two. So, um, absolutely fine sticking with them. I guess one player that I skipped over it was 12th here last year. What's he been doing currently? What about Taylor Moore? Didn't he kind of tail off towards the end of the season, or did I misremember that? He did. Uh, so, well, he finished fifth at the St. Jude, I think it was. Yeah, St. Yeah. Second artificial holes, and then he went full to ninth at the uh, BMW, then literally dead last in the Tour Championship. But first start since, and he played well here last year. So it's just it's just one of those weird things that, like, can he just suddenly find his form in Japan? after a long break but 12 last year is really positive with um you know rounds and he had a 65 in there last year so yeah 66 65 middle rounds last year so anymore. yeah um i don't trust it but i think you know some of those things make sense yeah i mean look these these guys at the bottom like the very bottom is just made up of japanese players like plug one in if, if you like it I, I can't be strong on any of them um I think it's still, like I just don't think you need to go down there either. Like you can probably end your lineups with Nakajima right at six eight. Yeah, you definitely could, and it is a no cut, so I think you know you could get away with it more so this week than others if you really wanted to. Um, but I don't see why you would. I don't see why you would need to. There's just plenty of value towards the end here. I mean, these high sixes are good. Nakajima sixty eight. Yeah, Hughes was good here last year, but he hasn't been playing well lately. He's been, yeah, he's, I looked at him. He's, he sucks. Um, yeah. Like if we if we're both pretty strong, Cameron Champ, which we are. I like Joel Damon. We've just talked about Nakajima as the kind of bottom starter. Callum Tarrant's probably a bit of a weird one at seven six. That leaves you Sung Jae and Xander if you want it. Yeah. Even Wallace and even Wallace and uh, Hoagie. Yeah. Yeah. You could just swallow around. So if you took out Tarrant and put in Wallace. You could go Sam Ryder, 7K. I feel like it's not a bad little pivot. He's been seventh here in the past. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He's been playing six, great. Sixth at the third six-hole stage last year and last week, Sam Ryder. Um, that's probably quite sneaky, actually, 7K. So you could go, I feel pretty good about Xander, Sungjae, Matt Wallace, Sam Ryder, Cam Cham, Nakajima. Yep. That's pretty solid. I like yeah, I like that a lot. And yeah, you got plenty of plenty of room. Um, so yeah, you don't need to go down to these guys. Is basically the point there. I don't think you need to go beyond Nakajima at six eight. If you want to, then then great. But I won't be advocating for it. Um, Matt, I think that's a good way to ease us back in. Like, unless you've got any further comments, I think we'll just kind of wrap it up there. Like, it's a seventy-eight man field with no cut in Japan with little strokes gain data. So it's really hard to build a. A really strong opinion, but it's good to kind of give our thoughts on, on who we might think breaks in each price category. Yeah, I mean, we know who the winner is, so if the winner costs 7100 you can pretty much do whatever you want. That's all you need to know. Yeah, he's going to win. Go and bet him at... What did, you, what did you get him at? So I originally got him at um, 
80 this morning on DraftKings. I saw he's down exactly. to 55 somewhere now. Yeah, I got 66 was the last price I got when I posted the Oshchecker article. Um, but he was 80 as I was typing it up, so that was pretty brutal. Um, but I mean, I'd I'd still bet 55 and feel okay about it. Yeah, like I don't, I think it, I think the 80 was just pure wrong, so I don't care. I don't get that anymore. Um, I wonder what the best price is on the UK for anyone still listening on uh, Cameron Champ. 66 still the 60s so yeah yeah best numbers here i'm looking at all five major sites the best number i'm seeing is 66 on bet rivers if you have that um nakajima's getting hammered now too down to 70 and 80 yeah i think like people just pick on to the flashiest like japanese play like it was always gonna be hitsasune after he'd won on a dp world tour but they're not without merit right like it makes sense they've they've ducked in the odds um so yeah absolutely fine with it um Matt, we'll cut it there. Um, release this. And then we've got the betting show later on with Jason. Um, and then we'll get back to what do we got next week? I'm just trying to think. I'm all over the place with the schedule at the moment. I forget there's even events on at this stage. Um, we've got the Worldwide Technology Championship, which is not at Mike Over this year. No, it's at uh, Tiger Woods course. And that's not even next week, is it? That's not until the 2nd of November. So we've, actually, the last week. so we've actually got no events for the next two weeks. Not even on the DP or no? Uh, for the next week, sorry. Uh, yeah, we will have one on the DP, I think. But no PJ Tour event next week. Um, so November 2nd. And then I guess November 2nd is two weeks away. So I'm so just one week off? Just one week off. So we've, we've got you back for one week, Matt, and then we're letting you go again for a week. Um, yeah, then we got three in a row. Then we get three in a row. Um, good tournaments as well, like that time of year. So um we'll do that matt we'll catch up in a week um hopefully we're just printing money with cameron champ at the weekend um and i look forward to speaking to you soon